0: What is up, doll fans, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And today, guys, first of all, good to be back. I haven't made a podcast in almost a month. I was in Italy and the dolphins weren't playing well and to be completely honest with you guys i if i'm on vacation i'm not gonna as much as i love you guys and i love the podcast if i'm on vacation and i pay a lot of money for it i'm not gonna waste time talking about a team that clearly like is not worth talking about to be completely honest with you guys um so i haven't done a podcast in a while i got back to america about a week and a half ago and i got laryngitis Um, So I wasn't able to really talk. I I tried making a podcast and like I couldn't speak afterwards. So I was like, it's not even good quality. I'm going to wait to post uh, until I can offer you guys the best content I can make. So I apologize that it's been a long time, but it's super, super good to be back. But unfortunately, it's not super good to be talking about a Dolphins loss. The Dolphins fall to one in six after losing to the Atlanta Falcons and I'm not even going to sit here and talk about like specifics of the game because we need to have a, a, I think I did this, I may have already done this, I don't even know, had this talk, but like it's really time for you and I, and I include myself because it's not me lecturing, it's me kind of self-therapy, it's time for us to come to the reality that like the Dolphins aren't good and they're not a good organization, okay, okay. I've been talking to people, and people like Klump and Reason have come out since the beginning of the offseason, and they've been telling you guys, the Dolphins are not as well run as you think they are, okay? Let's start off, like like when, I guess the reason why I'm talking about this is because I went on a, uh, a live stream on Twitter with Klump, and he always does these great live streams after games if you ever go listen to him. And I just like sat there on mute listening to Dolphin fans like talk about whose fault it is why we lost to the Falcons. And like the reality is, even if Tua doesn't have a good game, which he didn't, and we're going to talk about him, but like good teams, when players don't play well, they find ways to win. And the reality is you lost to two teams teams that are considered bottom five in the NFL, you lost to two teams in a row. The Jaguars, who had lost 20 games in a row prior, had a coach that we all know the video we saw of what he was trying to do to that girl at the bar, and then a coach with the Falcons that, again, another first-time head coach. You lost to two awful teams in a row, and... I sit there just like I sat there just laughing because we as dolphin fans are trying to figure out like whose fault was it player wise, why we lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons? Why in the world are the Dolphins one in six? And to me, the writing was on the wall. The writing was extremely clear even though I didn't see it coming. again, this is me talking to myself just as much as talking to you guys. And the writing was on the wall that the Dolphins weren't going to be good. Uh, I didn't think it would be this bad, but then again, like let's just get into it of who is to blame. Okay, the the reality if you're a Dolphins fan, the reality is you have to accept the truth about what this organization is right now. And a lot of us, understandably so, I completely feel for you if you have been denying the Watson rumors and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, I completely understand that you as a fan don't want to accept that this isn't the the regime that's gonna take you there. Right? I completely get it and I feel for you. I feel super bad for you, to be honest, because I, I'm I am you, right? I am a fan. I'm just a podcaster, but I am you. Right? And so I feel bad for you if you've been one of those people that has ignored the rumors, but like the reality is this and this is stuff that I've been told in private and I'm going to share with you because to be honest, at this point I don't really care if anyone knows. Like your head coach is a pain in the ass to work with, okay? No one on the t- not many people on the team like coach Flo. It's as simple as that. There's a reason why most of the players on your team are young. Because any veterans on the team, you have either driven out or they're currently on the team not playing very well for you. There's a reason why most players on the team that are responding well to Coach Flo came from New England. Because he knows his type of personality is tolerated in New England. Because players who played under Belichick, they're trained to handle that type of coach very well. You want to know how bad it's gotten? And I don't know if people know this, but this is something I was told. Xavier Howard is contemplating retirement. Let that sit in. Xavier Howard, your best player, is contemplating retirement because he does not like his head coach. Your head coach... Whether you want to believe it or not, I could care less, to be honest. Your head coach doesn't even want Tua on the team. Your head coach never wanted Tua. Your head coach, as well as your beloved Dan Marino, whose jersey I'm wearing right now, wanted Justin Herbert. And what's he going to do? Not take a job because you're going to take a quarterback he doesn't want? Hell no, it's the NFL. I'm going to take whatever job is available to me. But he didn't want Tua. He wanted Justin Herbert, and since you've drafted Tua, he's taken every opportunity to make damn sure he gets his way with Tua. Ah, Tua's struggling? Let me bench him for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right? Deshaun Watson's available? Ah, screw the 22 sexual allegations. I want him, as long as Tua's not on the team. That's the type of head coach leading your team, and you're seeing Okay, I'm confirming what you're seeing with your own two eyes. The players have given up on him. Okay, because I don't care how bad you are coaching wise, I don't care about all that. The reality is, the Dolphins are a more talented team than the Jaguars and the Falcons, and you lost to both of them. And I don't care how bad coaching has been, which it has been, Dolphin players have given up. Sound familiar because it sounds like the Adam Gase Joe Philbin era. It's the same thing. Okay. And people need to stop. And I I say this with like, like I say this lovingly and I say this like, you know, with empathy. Like, stop trying to ignore rumors that say the, the, the Miami Dolphins aren't good because I know it's hard to accept. It is like, I'm a Dolphin fan. I've never experienced winning Dolphins football. It sucks. I hate it, right? I used to hate the Dolphins losing so much, I used to cry. I used to literally, when I was younger, crawl under a bed and cry when the Dolphins lost. I hate it. But from people that I trust more than anything, I've heard so many countless stories about the coaches, about the GM, about the players, how they feel about the coaching and stuff to where like... This doesn't shock me, right? Some of you are talking about how Xavier Howard looks like he's playing half-ass. He is, okay? Like, should he be playing half-ass? No, you're getting paid a lot of money. I don't care how you feel about the head coach. You go out there and you work your ass off. But at the end of the day, yeah, his heart's not in it. He doesn't like Coach Flores, and Coach Flores doesn't like him. The only reason he got a contract extension is because your draft pick Noah Igbenogany sucks so bad where he's been inactive like every single week to where you had to pay Xavier Howard or else how are you supposed to sell that to the locker room, right? So the reality is it's not just on the O-line or the wide receivers or Tua. It starts from the top, okay? Your head coach doesn't even want Tua on the team. Okay, so all of you out there that think that this organization wants Tua, uh, you're lying to yourself. Stop. I say that emphatically with 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 heart. Okay, stop denying the fact that this team isn't good. Okay, your your GM, as good as he has been at fixing the cap, that's all he's been good at. He's whiffed on basically every draft pick, aside from what Jalen Waddle. And they're misusing him, so that doesn't even count. You've whiffed on basically every draft pick you've made since you took over as full-time GM, okay? Your 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 free agency has been awful. You haven't been able to hit on free agents. Byron Jones looks like one of the most overpaid players on the team, okay? Mike gasiki looks like one of the best players on your team, yet you gave Jerome Baker a contract before him, Okay? Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Eric Flowers, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, Ted Karras, all gone. All part of the 22 free agency class, and they're all gone. Okay? This year, Matt Skura looks horrible. Okay? Malcolm Brown looks horrible. Will Fuller on injured reserve. Right? Like it starts higher than it, it than than Tua, okay? Because a lot of people just want to blame the players right now. Y- your foundation is horrible, and last year we thought it was better because I don't know whatever it was. Maybe your players were playing better. Xavier Howard had ten interceptions. Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing good, I guess. Like I don't know what it was, but this organization again, I've heard stories that really like don't make how the Dolphins have played these last two games, it doesn't make it surprising to me because of what I've heard about them. Okay, and let's talk about Tua. I've been the biggest Tua supporter. If you've listened to the podcast, you know how I feel about Tua. I like Tua so much, I went out and spent $95 on an Adidas sweatshirt that he wore during a press conference. I have two Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, shirts, not, not jerseys. Cause I wasn't ready to go there yet, but I love Tua. I do. I really do. And even right now, I really like Tua because I like him as a person, but he hasn't been good. I'm sorry. I can't sit here and, and argue for him anymore. Okay. Because I see, I watch with my own eyes, Justin Herbert, just destroying teams left and right. I saw today, Joe Burrow, He beat the Ravens 41 to what, 17? Jamar Chase looked phenomenal, which I'm not shocked by. I had him as my number one wide receiver. But like, it's just, I I can't sit here and make excuses for him anymore. Yes, he had four touchdowns and he battled his way back. And I applaud him for that because the worst thing you can do is suck and not try. But Tua had two crucial interceptions that put the game out of reach. Right? If you don't throw those two interceptions, he could have easily had a six touchdown day, right? Because both those interceptions were on touchdown drives. Like, I'm sorry, as good as those touchdowns may have been, you put your team in harm's way. Your team got a crucial interception. And the next play, you threw, I don't even know what. You're about to get sacked and you decide to throw over the middle. That's a horrible decision. When you threw it to Adam Shaheen, you had Jalen Waddle running wide open. In the middle of the field, even if it's a six yard gain, it's better than an interception. So like, I can't sit here and defend two anymore. Right. And it's just like, you can just go down the line, the offensive line. It's just like, not good enough. The wide receivers, uh, like, I'm sorry, there. are Parker is out again. Preston Williams couldn't catch COVID if he wanted to. Okay. Albert Wilson. I forget he's on the team at times. Like, Mike Kosicki's the only bright spot on the team. Miles Ma- Gaskin looks really good, but you don't use him. Savon Ahmed looks really good, but you don't use him. On defense, what's there to be excited about? Your defensive line can't apply pressure. Your linebackers are one of the worst units in the NFL. Your cornerbacks, Byron Jones is vastly overpaid. Xavier Howard doesn't even want to play NFL football anymore because he hates your coach so much. Eric Rowe doesn't look like the same guy. Javon Holland, I mean, like, as good as he has been, what's he supposed to, is he supposed to magically wave a wand and win the game for everyone? Like, it's just, it's constant. You can just go down the line and everyone could be blamed. And when you're in a situation like that where everyone can be blamed, that means that there's no person in particular. It means that it starts higher up. This team was not built the proper way. I'm sorry. I know we were better last year than we should have been, but there's no... A one in six start is what type of start you have when you're rebuilding. Okay? Do you understand that there's, there's only one team with a worse record than the Dolphins, and that's the Detroit Lions? I don't care how much better year two you were than you should have been. In year three, you should not be one in six. And again, you can ignore the rumors that the coaches don't like Coach Flow. You can ignore the rumors that this organization only picked Tua because Stephen Ross was salty that he wanted Lamar Jackson. They never got Lamar Jackson, so he said, you know what? When it comes to Tua, you're taking him, and I don't care. You can ignore that all you want, but it's the reality. And you can ignore that this team really does want Deshaun Watson. Okay, and I'm sitting here making this podcast after today's game. If I'm Brian Flores or Chris Greer, not that I agree with it because I don't agree with trading for a guy with 22 sexual allegations, but if you're Chris Greer and Brian Flores, why wouldn't you trade for Deshaun Watson now? Your quarterback was not good. Okay, he showed a lot of heart, but he clearly showed he wasn't good. You're not going to beat the Buffalo Bills. You're probably going to get murdered like 56 to zero by the Buffalo bills. So you're going to lose that game anyway. And if you don't make a decision now, you're going to lose your job. So like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if a trade happened in the next week, you can ignore it all you want. I got confirmed from a source. This source told me exact, the exact contract details of Xavier Howard's contract extension. He told me the details of it like three days before it happened. He was telling me draft picks before they even happened. So you can ignore him all you want, but this person told me firsthand the only reason that a trade has not happened yet with the Falcon or with the Texans and the Dolphins with Watson is because the Dolphins want pick protection and the Texans won't give it. The Dolphins are ready. They have the offer out there. You saw all the reports that came out. I can't tell you the amount of people I've seen that are like, until Ian Rappaport reports it, I, I don't believe it. Well, he reported it today. Okay. Jay Glazer reported it today. The Dolphins have offered three ones and two twos. If possible, three ones and two threes. They're trying to trade Tua to another team and trade for Deshaun Watson. The problem is the Dolphins want to trade three firsts and two seconds, but have pick protection on them. And the Houston Texans have said, hell no. So you can ignore that all you want. You think that doesn't affect Tua's gameplay? You don't think, like, I'm sorry, I understand they're football players, but put yourself in Tua's shoes. You don't think it hurts and it affects his mentality and his confidence knowing that your head coach doesn't even want you? knowing that your organization literally would rather have a guy with 22 sexual allegations on his head rather than you. You don't think that affects his confidence? It affects his confidence completely. And so, yeah, like you can sit here and you can ignore all those signs, but the reality is your coach is not a, fan, is not a team favorite. There's people in the organization, coaches-wise, that don't even like flow. Right, I was told very confidently, I was having a conversation with with this same person and I was like, bro, remember when Pep Hamilton was an option for, for offensive coordinator and they didn't hire him? And he said very confidently, you think it's a coincidence that everyone on Flores' staff is young? You think it's a coincidence that everyone on Flores' team is young other than players from the Patriots? It's because no one wants to work for him. He's a pain in the ass. I was told that. And it's showing up on the field. You're seeing. Players just don't care. Right? Players just seem to not be giving a crap. And I don't agree with it. Because again, if, if, yeah, you don't like your boss, guess what? Join the rest of America. Most people don't like their bosses. You're getting paid millions of dollars, go out there and perform better. But like, it makes sense. It makes sense when I see the Dolphins looking completely inept on offense and defense. You, you don't care anymore. You've gotten to the point where you don't care. We saw this with Adam Gase. We saw this with Joe Philbin. They've gotten to that point where they've lost the hope. They don't trust or believe in their head coach anymore. And your quarterback, who normally is, is the, the position to save you in these positions, isn't good enough to do that. Not only is he not good enough, But his confidence is completely shattered because the guy that's supposed to be mentoring him and leading him, the head coach, never wanted him in the first place. And that's not a good position to be in. So as Dolphin fans, again, the reality, and I'm sorry you may not like this podcast because I'm kind of destroying our team that I love. It's not easy for me to say this, but it would be rude for me to come on here and not tell you guys the truth. And not tell you guys like the reality of the situation. So next time someone comes out and says the Dolphins aren't good. Or next time someone comes out and says the Dolphins want Deshaun Watson. Next time the someone comes out and says Brian Flores has lost the locker room. Instead of destroying them and saying they're a clown. Maybe stop and understand that there's validity to what they're saying. Okay. It's a hard reality to accept, but that, but that is our reality. And right now, Brian Flores and Chris Greer are trying to trade to save their asses, but if it were me and I'm, Chris, and I'm Steven Ross, right? At the end of the day, we all know if a trade's to happen, Steven Ross has to sign off on it. So if I have to sign off on it anyway, I'm firing you. If I were Steven Ross, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs anyway, You clearly know uh, Chris Greer and Brian Flores aren't the answer. Get rid of them. Get rid of them now. Trade for Deshaun Watson. Get rid of them. George Gotze runs the Houston system. He can more than well, he's more than adequate enough to run the Houston system for Deshaun. Have Josh Boyer as your interim head coach. And next season, you start all over again but you're not going anywhere this season. I'm sorry. You lost to two of the five worst teams in the NFL. You lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons back to back. You're not going anywhere this season. So like, why would you allow Flores or Greer to make a trade to try and save their job? You shouldn't. Cause the problem with Flores isn't that he's losing. The problem is he lost the locker room, right? Like, yeah, a quarterback may, may look you may make you look better but you already lost the locker room so if I were Ross that's what I would do I know it it sounds horrible like of course you would just fire the coach and fire the GM but again what what have you seen to where you're like these are the long-term solutions if they're not the long-term solutions move on Right. That's, a, that's something you can have in a relationship too. Like if you've been dating this person for like a year, a year and a half, if you don't view them as your future wife or future husband, move on because you're wasting your time. You should know by that point we're in year three. If you don't view these guys as super bowl caliber, head coaches and GMs and coaches move on. Cause clearly they're not that. Right. And so that's where the Dolphins are at. And it sucks, but that's the reality. And I'm sorry if I'm upsetting people by saying this, but it's the reality. And and I'm tired of trying to come on here and and be careful what I say. Um, be careful of what I say because like people are upset by the truth. But that is the truth. The truth is your quarterback hasn't been good. Your GM has whiffed on basically every decision he's made. And your head coach has lost the locker room, is a pain in the ass to work with, and he never even wanted to from jump. Okay? That's the Miami Dolphins right now. And we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, we just lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost 20 games in a row prior to it, and we lost to the Atlanta Falcons. Both rebuilding teams, both teams with rookie head coaches. And you lost to them in the third year of a rebuild. I'm sorry. It's just not good enough. So we'll see what happens in the future. I'm hoping that not that I'm hoping for the move to happen, but I'm hoping that we can kind of get this trade with Deshaun Watson out of the way because we know it's going to happen eventually. Um, So I'm hoping that it maybe can happen this week. I could talk about it on the podcast and then we could just move past it. But I mean, we're about to face the Buffalo Bills. They're coming off a bye week and we're about to play them in Buffalo. Just be ready. It's going to be a long week. So hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Again, I'm sorry. It's not the happiest podcast. It's not the happiest podcast at all, but it's the reality of where your Miami Dolphins are. So hope you have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. See you next time here on the fin Sports Football Podcast. Fin's up. Miami has dolphins. The-